It's Monday, the 15th of March, 2021. Welcome to your mentored briefing, the business headlines you need to know delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, Australia takes a global spotlight after the Prime Minister meets with the leaders of India, Japan and the US and the former Finance Minister Matthias Cormann gets the top job at the OECD. Plus, Labor re-elected in Western Australia in a demolition of the opposition. New community cases of COVID in New South Wales and Queensland and the ASX proves the world's best over the past 120 years. Our lead story today, Australia took the global stage over the weekend with Matthias Cormann, former Liberal Finance Minister, being elected to run the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, better known as the OECD. It came hot on the heels of the quadrilateral security dialogue between Australia, the United States, India and Japan. The communique from the dialogue said Australia will take much of the responsibility of distributing coronavirus vaccines to Southeast Asia and Pacific nations. The Quad Group will work together to deliver 1 billion vaccine doses to the region in an effort to counter China using its own distribution of vaccines to win over the support of regional nations. The meeting's communique said the leaders agreed to have an Indo-Pacific region anchored by democratic values and unconstrained by coercion. The four leaders, Scott Morrison, Joe Biden, India's Narendra Modi and Japan's Yoshihide Suga, pledged to cooperate on addressing climate change and the denuclearization of North Korea and urged for a restoration of civilian government in Myanmar. Meanwhile, Mr Cormann will become Secretary General of the OECD after a surprise election victory. He'll run the Paris-based organisation for five years from June. The OECD comprises 37 rich nations and acts as a policy-making group. Australia has had a long tradition of punching above its weight in geopolitics, partly because we've been a Commonwealth nation, partly because of where we are in the world, the language we speak, and the legal and regulatory systems we have, partly because of our consistent support of the US, and definitely because we've always been vocal. It's not always beneficial, but it is important. In overseas news, Wall Street hit new records over the weekend, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average closing at its fifth consecutive high. The S&P 500 was also up. The number of vaccinations in the United States has gone past 100 million, with between 2.5 and 3 million jabs being administered every day. One quarter of all adult Americans have received at least one dose. Herd immunity to COVID-19 is considered achieved once 50 to 60% of the population has been inoculated or has had the virus. It's a pretty good effort from the US, but Israel still leads the way. The country has officially reopened after 4 million of its 7 million adult population were fully vaccinated with a BioNTech Pfizer jab. As the Financial Times put it, Israelis are partying like it's 2019. And cryptocurrency Bitcoin hit 61,000 US dollars over the weekend, yet another record. It's up about 1,000% over the past year. Its advocates say the digital currency is a bit like gold and acts as a hedge against inflation, with expectations that inflation will rise due to the big economic stimulus packages around the world. Bitcoin and other digital currencies are booming. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to local stories now. West Australia Labor Premier Mark McGowan was re-elected over the weekend in a huge victory, demonstrating voter support for his hardline border closure stance. 
the Liberal Party in the state has been decimated and may end up losing its status as the opposition party to the WA Nationals. Counting suggests Labor will win 52 seats, the WA Nationals four, and Liberals just three. A hotel quarantine worker in Sydney has tested positive to COVID-19, ending the state's streak of 55 days without a case. There was also a case in Queensland over the weekend from a doctor. Thus far, there's been no lockdown called in either New South Wales or Queensland. Hobart, Adelaide, Darwin and Townsville have all been added to the list of destinations eligible for the government's $1.2 billion rescue package for the tourism sector. That's the one in which the government will pay half the airfares of 800,000 flights. And Deputy Prime Minister Michael McCormack yesterday suggested the package might even expand when JobKeeper ends in two weeks' time. There was no let-up in the auction market, with Sydney recording a preliminary clearance rate of 87% and Melbourne 80%. Nationally, the clearance rate was 83% from 2,232 auctions. The total number of auctions was up 40% from a week earlier, according to CoreLogic. The Australian share market ended Friday up 0.8% to 6,767 points, led by the tech sector and the big miners. Iron ore prices rose again, they're up 10% this year, and that helped BHP and Fortescue Metals. The Australian share market has always been a good place to invest. Data compiled by Credit Suisse, the London School of Business and Cambridge University shows that the local equity market has delivered an average annual return of 6.6% since 1900. Yes, 6.6% in 120 years. That's the best of the 22 markets covered. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.